Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The woman accused of fatally poisoning her husband may have also been giving him her own antipsychotic medication. We're breaking down the biggest revelations from newly unsealed documents, including an autopsy report related to Corey Richens and her husband Eric's death with forensic death investigator Joseph Scott Morgan. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime, I'm Jesse Weber. 33-year-old mother of three, Corey Richens, is accused of killing her husband Eric in March of 2022, and prosecutors charged her with aggravated murder and drug possession after she allegedly put five times the lethal dose of fentanyl in his drink before bed. Now, Richens' housekeeper, a convicted drug dealer named Carmen Marie Lauber, had allegedly confessed to authorities that she supplied Richens with dozens of fentanyl pills on two separate occasions, approximately one month before Eric's death, and said that Corey paid her about $900 each time. Now, Corey was arrested on murder and drug charges in May of 2023 after she wrote and published a children's book called Are You With Me? to help her sons deal with the loss of their father. Most famously, she went on local news, a local news station, a program talking about the book before her arrest. A judge ended up denying her bail, so she's been locked up ever since. Prosecutors have suggested that the motive for the murder was financial, that Corey owned a real estate company, she had arguments with Eric before his death about the possible purchase of a multi-million dollar Utah home that she hoped to flip and sell for a profit. Court documents also state that Corey had purchased four different life insurance policies on Eric, totaling almost $2 million. Then, in January of 2022, Corey reportedly changed the beneficiary for Eric's policy to herself without his authorization. Eric apparently found out, changed the beneficiary to his sister, removed Corey from his will. Corey also allegedly spent money on Eric's credit cards, his bank accounts, his business credit line. And when Eric found this out, he reportedly started looking for or talking to a divorce lawyer. This was back in 2020. But all of this kind of gives you the backstory of the couple. But now we are learning new details. And for that, let me bring on forensic death investigator from Jacksonville State University and host of the Body Bags podcast, my good friend, Joseph Scott Morgan. Good to see you, sir. How you doing? It's good to be with you, Jesse. Great to be back and uh, chatting about this case. It's certainly intriguing. It is intriguing. uh, And I want to start with like this big bombshell. And when we thought Mm. about who to ask, you know, you were were coming to you. So according to this newly unsealed search warrant from, I believe, the sheriff's office in Eric's autopsy, the medical examiner's office noted that there was a small amount of, and I I, I hope I don't butcher the name here, am I saying that? How do I say it? Quetiapine. Quetiapine, also yeah. as Seroquel, and that was Seroquel, found in, yeah. Let, yeah. Let's it, roll with Seroquel. How's yeah, that? Let's ro- Seroquel, let's roll with that. It was found in Eric's yeah. stomach. Right. What is this drug, and what do you make of it? Okay, the drug essentially is an antipsychotic, and it's it's actually prescribed for people that are dealing with issues regarding schizophrenia most of the time, and also associated depressive disorders when they're like in a manic phase. So you'll a physician would prescribe it to somebody with severe a bipolar disorder, perhaps. And it's a dangerous drug. It's very dangerous. And apparently, 
as Miss Richens is concerned, this drug had allegedly been prescribed her for a sleep aid. Well, um, let's let's be clear about that. So so yeah. she says so let's back this up right so this drug you're right treats things like bipolar disorder schizophrenia but according to the search warrant affidavit Corey had a prescription for this eric did not and Corey told detectives that it was used as a sleeping aid but the medical examiner as far as i can tell said that is not what this drug is used for yeah and it's important to delineate that because this is a very dangerous drug uh if if you're not experiencing a need for this this can really have some serious side effects both from a a mental standpoint obviously but also physiologically uh you know how you're going how your body is going to respond to it you know you're already dealing with him being dosed with fentanyl which is it pushes the individual into a depressed respiratory state and many times that's the mechanism for them dying and then you have this outlier of seroquel which is to say that it would be a contraindicate it, it would be contraindicated as something you should not do is is certainly an understatement it can cause all kinds of heart problems relative to these individuals everything from hyper to hypotension in an acute phase I, I, what is really intriguing about this jesse is that what the medical examiner is saying relative to the drug no they're not saying that they drew this up and this was discovered in his bloodstream they're saying that this was found in his stomach content Mm -hmm. so that means that this drug was applied to him within just a couple of hours of him dying because you know we we can the stomach the digestive system moves at a predictable rate right okay and so if you have gastric content and at the risk of being too graphic i'll i'll try to soft pedal it a little bit but at autopsy one of the things that occurs is that the stomach is literally removed and tied off at both mm. ends and we very carefully go through the contents of the stomach in a very controlled controlled manner at autopsy and we will collect all of the gas content that's that is therein that'll be placed in a tube and then that is that is actually examined at the tox lab separate from blood and urine and all those other things that's good to know because people are looking at this and saying wait if it wasn't his medication and it was hers could she have slipped it into that drink is that what would that be a way that it could have gotten into his stomach yeah it could have been or uh and here's the one thing that we don't know jesse is that um, many times at autopsy one of the things if you go through and you read a forensic autopsy report the pathologist when there there's a, actually a section some will have a subsection called gastric con- and then sometimes it'll just fall under, you know, under the digestive system. But either way, if there is particulate, what appears to be pill matter is what they'll refer to it as, because it doesn't change a lot when it enters the stomach. Remember, pills have uh, have coatings on them. They're very mm-hmm. resilient. Mm-hmm. Some of them are time release, that sort of thing. So you can still appreciate these in place. And I really wonder if when the pathologist was taking a look at the content, if they actually saw pill fragments or if this was something that was so ground that was ground up so fine that he ingested it. I don't really know how water soluble oh, it is. Though. That's really interesting, because it, it, in other words, you're saying if it was ground up, and placed in the drink that he wouldn't have noticed as first if it was a solid pill. And it also matters because it would determine how long the pill was there. Like, for example, if she put it, if he ingested it, I don't know, seven hours before versus right, you know, the time he drank this this drink, that would be, they, they're able to determine that, right? Yeah, and I'd be very surprised if, if he were to ingest a liquid, say, 
I'm just arbitrarily pulling right. this number. You had mentioned seven. There would still be evidence in the stomach, seven what? hours. I think that, that you have to tighten down that time window. Or, or she gave him a pill saying it was something else. You know, like here, this is a, you know, but, yeah. but, 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 but and, and real quick, you don't, if you don't know this, it's fine. Sure. Would it, would, on the pill, would it say what it is? Would he, does it, or does it look like a different kind of medication? Uh, it, it depends on the branding. Uh, okay. And uh, it'll be stamped, essentially. And all these pills have some kind of unique stamp that goes along with them. For Seroquel, I'm not sure. I don't think it's a scored pill, though, where it has the line that goes down the yeah. middle where you can break it in two. It is prescribed, again, for people that have serious psychotic issues. And the fact, I think it says a lot about her. By the way, another aspect to the Richens case is that aside from the criminal case, she's also on an ongoing legal battle with Eric's family regarding inheritance and his wrongful death. And when thinking of lawsuits, particularly when it comes to personal injury lawsuits, I talk to you for a minute about Hanley Hockey Giordano, because whether you're hurt at work or an accident or even social security disability injuries, whatever it may be, you're going to need an experienced team in your corner. And Hanley Hockey Giordano is a powerhouse law firm. They're known for winning all different kinds of injury cases, recovering over a billion dollars for their clients, winning over a hundred thousand cases. It's not that they're just lawyers. They're all about fighting and advocating for your rights. So if you're in a healthcare crisis, allow them to jump in and take care of the hard part for you. You can check out Ponley Hockey Giordano at ponleyhockey.com slash LC sidebar, or you can pick up the phone and call them at 833-669-4043. All right, let's get back to Richens. So if she really did do, if she, you know, is, is allegedly gave him this pill in conjunction with the drink, in conjunction with fentanyl, that would have deadly consequences? Is Have you ever heard of someone ODing from this, a toxic, uh, fatal interaction? No. And, okay, let's back up. I've yeah. never heard of anyone specifically ODing on Seroquel. It doesn't mean okay. that it hasn't happened. I think the potential could exist. However, here's the key. Fentanyl itself, you don't know what you're getting. When you say fentanyl, we're not talking about pharmaceutical-grade fentanyl, like you would be administered, you no. Know, or a doctor in the hospital for pain relief, all right? If this is coming from a drug dealer, there's a high probability this is something that is manufactured outside of that outside of a pharmaceutical company. So you don't know what the mixture is going to be mm -hmm. with that. Now, on top of that, and that's going to have the fentanyl properties, but on top of that, you introduce this other drug into this deadly mix, and that's where the lethality comes in, Jesse. I'm glad you mentioned that because in the affidavit, they said that the fentanyl that was in his system was, quote, illicit and not pharmaceutical grade. Uh, so they mm -hmm. were able to determine that this was like, you know, street stuff. Um, but going back right. now, so so she's prescribed this. She mm -hmm. claims to detectives it's a sleeping aid. I believe authorities have requested her medical records to get to the bottom of this. Have you ever heard it being used as a sleeping aid? And if she it wasn't prescribed as a sleeping aid and she wasn't honest with detectives, what do we think about this? Oh, my God. <laughs> there are so many other drugs she could be prescribed for having difficulty sleeping, like Ambien. You know, that is specifically there for that purpose. You would have to be, in order for, I think, any physician that is rightly practicing, there would have to be a rationale to go to Seroquel. It's, it certainly as a would not. Aid, as a sleeping aid. Yeah, as a sleeping aid. It would not be the first choice on the list. It's going to cause drowsiness. As a matter of fact, you know, I've, I've heard of people that have taken Seroquel, um, and if they're in, like, an acute psychotic phase, and they're given this medication, it drags them down so low mm. where they they almost become like zombies and they can sleep for hours and hours. Some people have slept for up to 48 hours on the stuff. That's... So that gives you 
Yeah, it gives That's you some idea as to how powerful this stuff is. Yeah. And, and if this was prescribed to her, she would have known that, which again, if you're going to poison your husband and you want him dosed and you want him lethargic or you want him zombied out, Again, I, I don't know, but that's where I'm starting to go with this medication. Now, you I don't know in a in a hypothetical, I could go with purpose and intent. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know when you <laughs> when you begin well, to think about it. Yeah. Well, that that's what leads me to this next part because you the, yeah. the fact that she was prescribed this medication, my mind now goes mm -hmm. to mental health defense. So the Cleveland Clinic, uh, the website yeah. says that this drug, is, you know, it's an anti psychotic medication. You mentioned talks about schizophrenia, bipolar balances the level of dopamine and serotonin in your brain. But the Utah statute says that it is a defense to a prosecution under any statute or ordinance that the defendant, as a result of a mental condition, lacked the mental state required as an element of the offense charge. And for aggravated murder, you need to prove intention. You need to prove mm -hmm. that they did this intentionally or knowingly. So now I'm wondering if she's being treated for what could be a very serious psychotic uh, condition does that lead you to think that maybe she might have a mental health defense? Oh, quite possibly. But as you know, with mental health defense, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because if she is if she is out of her mind, psychotic, how does she have the ability to begin to formulate this idea where she could allegedly, this is a hypothetical, weaponize a prescribed medication? You know how how yeah, that in that higher realm of thinking, I'm going to try to take out my husband. So what can, hypothetically, what can I do in order to facilitate that? Well, I have enough good sense to know that these two things, if you place them together, there's a high probability that if, if it doesn't kill an individual, it certainly could put them in a coma. Mm. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And by the way, just to take a step back from this case, um, mm -hmm. we know that uh, it's been alleged that this wasn't even the first time that Corey had tried to poison Eric, that Eric had right. broke out in hives. He had ter trouble breathing after eating a sandwich that was prepared by Corey the month before his death. Eric yep. became ill in Greece a few years back after Corey gave him a yes. drink. And he allegedly said that, you know, she was trying to kill him. He reportedly told loved ones that if something happened to him, Corey was to blame. I mean, what do you make of that in the, your experience in terms of seeing uh, somebody who is accused or found guilty of poisoning another? Is there usually attempts beforehand? Because let's be clear, her attorneys have said, quote, there has not been a single text message or other document turned over in discovery to support the allegation that Eric ever believed Corey attempted to poison him. So you tell me what you think huh. about the the, pa the alleged past actions. Well, I think attempts. that this, yeah, yeah, and I think that you would have to go back and kind of, you know, the the circumstances. I I found the circumstances in Greece kind of interesting. You know, going all the way back, and now in light of this finding, 
that they've released relative to the discovery. Um, you know, you're not going to have a local fentanyl dealer in Greece if you're traveling over there. So what kind of agent could have been applied to him over there that would have caused this kind of reaction? Now, I guess you could take fentanyl tablets there and maybe they wouldn't look at it. I have no idea, but it's kind of risky. So I, I hope, I certainly hope that from a toxicological standpoint, they're going to take a very broad spectrum view at this. And I, I'm sure that they probably have. Um, and I, I mean, nothing at this point, Jesse, nothing would be off the table for me. I yeah. would even consider things like heavy metals as well. Mm. And hoping, hoping also that at his autopsy, the medical examiner, which I have no doubt that they did, took sufficient sampling at the autopsy, everything from organ tissue to hair with roots. Um, nail clippings. I, I just hope that they did everything that they possibly could to take a look, to go down every possible avenue that they, that they could to glean as much info as possible. Joseph Scott Morgan, forensic death investigator from Jacksonville State University, host of the Body Bags podcast. My good friend, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. You bet, buddy. All right, everybody, that is all we have for you right now here on Sidebar. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. I'll speak to you next time.